Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talaya Dendi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complimentary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Hello, and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. I am your host, Talaya Dindi. Today, our very special guest is Dr. Tom Waldorf. After graduating from Palmer Chiropractic College, West Campus, Dr. Tom became a project manager on a research grant for the school, studying low back injuries sustained by those on the job. The four-year study conducted at an occupational clinic with medical physicians and physical therapists concluded that chiropractic treatment, along with physical exercise, was the optimal form of treatment. Dr. Tom currently owns his own practice, employing other healthcare practitioners, massage therapists, exercise physiologists, and estheticians. Using the experience of his 30-year career, Dr. Tom now focuses on the holistic practices of physical medicine, wellness, nutrition, weight management, and personal and industrial injuries. Welcome, Dr. Tom. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. So wonderful to have you. You have a lot of great information to share with us um, about how to take care of ourselves. And I think that's so important in the uh, climate that we're in right now is really knowing how to take care of ourselves and making sure we understand how to prevent a lot of the illnesses that are are happening to people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Tom, let's get started. Could you please share with the audience a little bit about your background and then how you got started in the work that you're doing? Sure. So uh, I thought about going into uh, medical, um, realized that it had a certain direction that we were going to have to go uh, that I wasn't really interested in. I wanted to be more about wellness and prevention. Um, and at the time, 30 years ago, which is hard to believe, um, there wasn't as much emphasis on that. So I decided to go into the chiropractic uh, specialty because I knew a lot of chiropractors that and loved what they did and got people feeling better without medications, without um, becoming real aggressive with their health care by just doing preventative medicine. Um, so went to Palmer Chiropractic College, also got really involved in research while at the college. And uh, that was a real passion of mine. And fortunately, because of that involvement, I got to get involved with other physicians, medical practitioners, podiatrists, physical therapists, and spent quite a few years in occupational medicine. So I, I was one of the first to really learn what integrated medicine looked like to have doc, all the doctors 
actually participate in working on a patient to the to the benefit of the patient. So over the last few decades, <laughs> <laughs> I've done multiple things from workers comp to um, uh, pharmaceutical and uh, nutraceutical medical foods uh, and distributing those through physicians practices throughout the country. So that's what brought me really into understanding a lot of alternative forms of nutrients, medical foods regulated by the FDA. Um, and then of course, um, the cannabis and CBD products uh, and your natural supplements. Uh, one of the things I like to talk about is that we are not um, ibuprofen or Advil depleted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are products that our body actually is looking to receive. We are vitamin D depleted or vitamin E depleted, nitric oxide depleted. So in, in my journey of learning about healthcare, I realized that there was so much that we needed for people to understand with, with normal nutrients that they can provide. And then of course, the chiropractic side, getting people moving, uh, getting them active, getting them exercised um, and, and keeping them out of pain by staying active. So that's what's brought me to, this will be, I'm opening up my fifth practice over wow. the last few years that's gonna be fully integrated. We'll have nurse practitioners, massage therapists. We're even gonna do some anesthetician stuff because once you start feeling good, you wanna look good. That's true. <laughs> All right? That's true. Uh, so um, it's been a, a real fun career. And uh, one of the things that I like doing and what I'm moving towards is teaching. Yes. Teaching, teaching patients, but then also teaching other colleagues, other chiropractic students, other health care practitioners to do the same thing and to have a more open perspective on what healthcare should be and uh, more preventative and more wellness. I love that. And the fact that you're open to teaching and you're looking forward to doing that, I think is so important because mm -hmm. we need more people in the healthcare field, more experts to share that information right. with, with us and with patients and other people um, so that we know how to take care of ourselves outside of the healthcare system. Absolutely. Um, because if, if we're educated, <laughs> you know, we don't have to spend so much time at the hospital or at right? the clinic. <laughs> well, that's what you I know? tell people all the time. I'm like, I don't want to see you here every day. <laughs> I want you to start taking care of yourself. So you only need to see me every once in a while. Yeah. That's my goal. The goal of a profession is to eliminate themselves. That is the goal of being a professional. The lack of need for my services because I'm doing the right type of thing. So that's what I push towards. Because people come in all the time. Well, am I going to have to see you every day for the rest of my life? No, not in my <laughs> practice. That's I don't want good. to see you that much. <laughs> That's right. That's good. Not that I don't like you, but I just right, want you right, to be right. healthy. <laughs> I want you to have a life, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Dr. Tom, what recommendations would you give people? You know, life is so busy these days and that's the number one complaint. Oh, I don't have time mm -hmm. to worry about exercising or worry about putting together a meal plan. What do you recommend for busy people, which we all are? And how would you suggest that we keep ourselves healthy in a simple way? Well, that's the key you said, simple. <laughs> 
I think a lot of what happens to people is they overcomplicate it. And they get into these, I've got to do all of this. And I've got to do all my meal preps on Sunday. And, and then the next thing they know, they go, I can't keep doing this. I'm just done. Or um, I've got to exercise at five o'clock in the morning every day. I mean, I've been there. I did it for like five years. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of tired of getting up at five or 4.30 every morning. So the, my suggestion is, is find something that one on the exercise side that you enjoy, whether it's walking, um, you know, running, bicycling, lifting weights, going skiing, find what it is you enjoy and focus on that. And my perspective is I like going to the gym. I like lifting weights, but that's not, I don't do that because I just like doing that. I do it because I like staying healthy. I like to be able to go play a sport or go do some type of activity that requires a certain level for a period of time I was doing martial arts. So I did the working out to do the martial arts. So you've got to identify what it is that you really, really like to do and then do programs that will support that. So then you're motivated to do it so that your particular sport increases and improves, whether it's playing baseball or whatever, playing basketball. If you're gonna play basketball, you better have some cardiovascular strength. So go on a treadmill, do an elliptical, do some type of cardiovascular to support that. Now my practice, I really want patients to do both. I want them to do cardiovascular, but I'm also wanting them to do muscle work. They need to have muscle mass. So, and that doesn't have to be, and you hear this all the time, particularly from women. Well, if I work out, I'm going to get really big. No, you're not. <laughs> not unless you're doing three or 4,000 calories a day of chicken <laughs> and you're working out three or four hours a day. You're not going to get like that, but three days a week, 30, 45 minutes, that's all it takes. So don't overdo it. So that's the exercise part. The success that I've had on the nutritional part is again, don't overcomplicate it. Um, I found some really good products for my patients in my practice for morning shakes. So I do two things. I do a green and you can find there's greens out there, natural greens that have 180 different vitamins and nutrients that are dried into a shake, a green shake. And that's the first thing I drink in the morning, Monday through usually Monday through Friday. And then I cheat on the weekends and I have <laughs> breakfast and eggs and that kind of thing. But it's the consistency of doing something very simple. It takes five minutes to do that. And then I do uh, a shake. And again, there's, I like way um, plant-based shakes. Um, because we already get enough animal protein. So if you're going to do a supplement, uh, find a good um, non-sugared based uh, a shake that you'll do. And it's again, very simple. If you complicate it, you're not going to do it. So then um, I do that. And then I say, I want you to do some type of vegetable or salad at lunch with a protein. Find yourself a good protein bar that is again, not high in sugar, that you can use for a snack in the afternoon or a couple almonds in the morning if you get a little hungry, no long, bigger than a handful because then you're going to be doing too many calories. And then um, a light meal and never eat past. I really try to get people not to eat past six, but that's hard with the way we work, mm -hmm. not to eat past seven. No snacks, 
no ice cream, <laughs> nothing like that, <laughs> past seven. And if you do these things, you're going to notice your, your pants are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, it, and you don't have to make it complicated. It's really that simple. If you get into a particular diet, uh, paleo or keto or all these diets, you have to follow them. Mm -hmm. And that's just another job. So my biggest thing is with patients is I just want you to keep it simple, but be consistent. If you only do it for three days, you're not going to get anywhere. That's so true. And, your body. Yeah. And this, it doesn't matter where you're at, whether you are dealing with cancer, whether you're dealing with cardiovascular disease, anything, this will help all of that. And then, then if you're doing that, then we could supplement from there. It sounds really simple. It sounds mm -hmm. doable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like how you just said, Hey, a shake in the morning, you know, and a plant-based shake, you don't have to go shake. and buy peanut butter, yogurt, all these different, no. you know, ingredients. I think that's another reason why some people don't stick with shakes mm -hmm. and all of that is high in sugar as well. So right. I really like how you just explained it in a simple way. And while you're talking about it, I'm thinking, oh, there's a couple of things I can implement here. And it really won't change much no. of what I'm currently doing. You know, right. it won't add in the additional work. Right. The greens is really important too. Uh, and that's the first thing you want to do in the morning. Because if you think, if you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at five, six, your body's been fasting. Yeah. So what is the first thing you're going to give it? Coffee? <laughs> Don't do that. It's an, coffee is a good anti-inflammatory, but it also can be a carcinogenic. It's in particularly when people want to throw sugar and then a cream or a sweet cream, all those different things. Don't do that. Do your green first. That way your body already has a good natural uh, nutrient that it can feed from. And then with this, with the shakes, I always recommend that you get a good pre and post probiotic you put in it. And then I also do a liquid um, fish oil. Okay. So your DEA, DHA, all of those in um, cold pressed fish oil into it. So the fish oil into your protein with a good pre and post probiotic. And then I use almond milk. So I'm staying away from the dairy too, mm -hmm. or oat milk. Some people like it's a little sweeter. So those, I, I do a detox every January where I'm going through all of that. Um, but then I stick where you're doing a shake at night too. And there's a special detox that we use. But then when I'm done, I still do the shakes in the morning. And it keeps the weight off. And it's amazing. I've been doing it now for two years. And it's really, really worked for me. And every patient that I put on, I got probably 20, 30 patients say, can I place another order? Oh, wow. Yeah, let's keep you going. And they, their blood pressure goes down, their pants gets bigger, their energy goes up. And mentally, they don't have to think about what they're going to do for food. Mm -hmm. That takes up a lot of, I have patients yes. saying, well, I got to go figure out what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. I'm like, mm -hmm. you should have a shake. <laughs> Pretty simple. That's easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it doesn't require a lot of time. So It does not. Does not. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that information. Absolutely. So I want to talk, Dr. Tom, about um, different ways that you care for people with cancer. Mm -hmm. And what would you recommend for people that have received a diagnosis? 
how would you recommend them to care for them, their bodies and themselves? Well, you know, depending, and there's so many different parts of when you're, a doctor might be dealing with somebody with cancer. Would say it's at the beginning. The first thing that I really try to emphasize with people with cancer is mental support. If, if you don't have a support structure, when it gets really hard, you're not going to be able to have that support structure when it is. So as soon as you find out that you're dealing with it, whether it's family and friends or your church, a therapist, whoever it might be, make sure that you have a regular sit down with that person um, over tea, not coffee at this point, <laughs> um, and, and actually be able to deal with how you're feeling. Because I, there's, it's amazing to see outcomes. People with a positive attitude and their outcomes with cancer versus people that give up or people that listen to the doctor say, you only have six months to live. Some people live right to six months, others five, 10 years later, they're still going. So where, what, what is doing that? And I, I think it's the mind, it's the mental attitude. And that's not just for people with cancer, that's in everything. Our attitude determines our outcome. So that's the first thing is how the support system, and it could be your doctor. Uh, and I've done that for people. And I've had people in here crying and motivating them and getting them excited about living and fighting it. And then it's okay, what is it we need to do? You need to start moving. You need to give your body a reason to live. If you go ball yourself up in a corner, in your bed, stay isolated, your body's going to already think you've given up the body's going to respond to what, how you perceive this. Uh, and you, I think you are realizing because you've been through yeah, it. I've been through it. Yeah. yeah. Mind body connection is everything. And I understand that because I have not had that um, personally or anybody in my family that has have it, had it. So for me to say this, oh yeah, but you've never experienced it. I have had other heartaches. So I know what it means to try to get out of your own way. So it's still, no matter what the situation, that's got to be number one. Then it's, okay, what kind of cancer? What do you have to do? How can we support it? And it still doesn't change trying to get the nutrition in, trying to give your body all the tools it can utilize while going through chemotherapy, going through radiation. You still need to feed it. And I know a lot of people don't feel like eating and they have the nausea and the vomiting. And that's where I think it's so important to start looking at THC and CBD and all the other um, non-traditional uh, nutrients that are out there that you can do for your body. So I really support that. At the same time, I don't tell them to stop doing what we know works, even though it's, I still think it's archaic, mm -hmm. um, but we've gotten better. Um, I remember when I was going to Fresno State, I worked at a children's hospital carrying mustard gas to the different places for the kids to receive mustard gas 30 plus years ago. We've come a long ways from that. So the thing though that we have to do for ourselves is 
stay as active, stay as mentally supported, and start looking at what you can do to heal your body from inside. And even these nutrients that we just talked about in the supplementations we just talked about. And find a practitioner that's willing to do this from you, from infusions, getting infusions. I mean, you're going to throw in a bunch of toxins. You might as well throw in a bunch of nutrients too. So uh, true. You know, get a B12 infusion. There's just so much that can be done that is non-traditional. Um, and you've got to take responsibility for yourself to do this because allopathic medicine is going to do what they feel is, is clinically relevant. Mm -hmm. they, they can't practice based on belief. <laughs> they just can't. Unfortunately, they can't do that. So you have to do it. <laughs> and belief is a much more powerful thing than believing in outcome from science. Mm -hmm. uh, because um, I've seen enough miracles in my life to know that we don't have it figured out when it comes to that. So that would be my recommendation. Uh, when somebody presented to me in my practice, oh, by the way, I'm fighting cancer. I just had a young gal with breast cancer um, and I've had her start doing the exact same thing. Um, and I still have patients come in and get adjusted. Um, chiropractic adjustments, getting the blood flow, getting the nervous system working, getting the cerebral spinal fluid through the whole brain and spine working the endorphins working, all of that uh, allows them to deal with the pain and the, and the anxiety and the stress associated with it. She felt she's going in for surgery tomorrow and she felt better after I was done. And then of course it's, you know, I do some prayer and I uplift people and say, it's going to be okay. And that's, that's part of it. Yeah. And <laughs> I love how you just try to cover everything. Um, you get it, even though you haven't had cancer or someone in your family hasn't, you get the total whole person care that's mm -hmm. needed. And I, I really believe that's what's missing um, in unfortunately. healthcare. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, but yeah. you know, to be fair, and I, I have friends that are, of course, um, medical practitioners, they don't get the time mm -hmm. to do it. That's it. They got all these labs, all these tests, everything they have to do to keep from being sued. Um, and patients bringing hundreds of, hundreds of issues for a 15 minute visit. So they don't unfortunately have the opportunity like I do because I see people two to three times a week. Okay. So I'm able to continue saying it over and over and over. Oh yes, you did say that to where it starts making sense, where a medical practitioner might not see somebody for six months. So to be fair to them, they're unfortunately in a sick care system. It's all about sick care. It's not, how can I make you healthy? Or how can I help you make yourself healthy? That's the, that's the key. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to do it for you. You got to do it yourself. But that's, that's the reality of it. And I think there are doctors, particularly the ones that are looking to be part of our practice that want to do that a couple of days a week. Mm -hmm. They want to do healthcare, <laughs> not just write a prescription. And you know, that's a great point, Dr. Tom, is just the shortage of time. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that that's a big hurdle to try to get over mm -hmm. because um, you're tr the doctors are trying to explain all these different things and trying to figure out how to make it make sense. And mm -hmm. the patient's sitting there like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. And, but right. like you said, there's no time to dive into those deep discussions. Yeah. So thank you for making that point. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I wanted to ask you is about uh, peripheral neuropathy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that a lot of people, as you know, suffer from that receive chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you help, you know, people that suffer from that? Well, that's a real passion for me, the peripheral neuropathy, um, because of how much it can limit somebody's life. You can't feel your feet or your hands. You're done. Um, you're, you're not going to drive anymore. Um, it's going to start affecting your mental health because it's all about blood flow. So what we've understand is peripheral neuropathy is primarily in diabetic patients, um, then cancer patients, and then people that have had surgeries. And then we have another category. It's called idiopathic, which basically means we have no idea why they have it. (laughs) It's, it's a challenge. And in the allopathic space, all they want to do right now is cover up the pain that they start going through with gabapentin and Lyrica. Um, but it's not complicated. Fortunately, it's again, blood flow, the little capillaries, the, the smaller arteries in our body that take one blood cell at a time goes to the outside of the nerve. And on the outside of the nerves, what's called the myelin sheath. It's a fatty tissue that wraps it. And I explain it to patients like an electrical cord. Once you have that electrical cord come off and it hits another electrical cord, it'll short out. Well, it's somewhat similar to our nerves. So on the feet, you've got all these little capillaries all over the place. And why cancer does it? We don't know. Um, Is it the cancer itself? shutting down blood flow? Is it the chemotherapy, radiation therapy, shutting down the blood flow? I don't really think we know why. Um, But I had a patient have brain cancer, affected her whole left side of the face or body. And she had it, couldn't feel anything on the left side of her body and into her feet. We started doing our treatment and she explained after three months, she would walk outside. She couldn't feel anything. After three months, she was able to take her toes and move them over the rock pedals and fill the rock pedals. So I've seen that for the last four or five years, we've had over 120 patients get treatment here. And it's about getting blood flow back into the capillaries and healing the capillaries first. Then when the capillaries start to heal, the blood starts going to the nerves and the nerves start to heal. Now, we do these tests to determine the level of sensation loss that they have in their feet. If they get anywhere from 85 to 90% sensation loss, vibration, heat, cold, uh, needle pricks, um, and then there's a microfilament where we touch the bottom of the foot. If they're above 85, 90%, the likelihood they're going to recover with much is limited. Um, But I've had people at 80, 85% of loss that within three, four months, it's like they never had it. Wow. So we use, it's called photobiomodulation. It's, it's light at a 902 hertz of frequency that penetrates into the tissue. And the way I explain it to people, it's like what trees do with the sun. So you got the leaves and the sun's rays 
go into that leaf and that leaf takes what's called the photon and creates energy out of it. Well, our body can do the same thing, except we have all of this skin. So we don't absorb it like the sun, like the plants do. Um, so, and the lasers and photobiomodulation has been around for 40 to 50 years. I didn't even realize it had been around that long, but they started realizing they can do something with light. They were studying it. And about 30 years ago, they started shining it into animals. What would happen if we put it into tissue? And what they found out is those exact same photons that go into the plants go into the tissue of the human body, speed up blood flow, create increased stem cell and human growth hormone activity, changes nitric oxide levels, and it hits what's called the mitochondria. It's inside the cell. The mitochondria is our energy plant in every cell. Well, the mitochondria absorbs photons. <laughs> so when you shoot the, the lasers and the lights into the body, the mitochondria absorbs those photons and all of a sudden the cell is able to repair itself. So all of a sudden you increase this, a, a tremendous amount of activity in the, in the body that allows for those cells and the arteries and the tissue on the nerves to repair. And I've seen it over and over and over again. We do the program for a year. Um, they have boots that we work with that they take home. They do vibration plates, they do neural stimulation. And the hardest part about all of this is when they come in, they can't feel anything. I've had people come in and they said that they've dislocated toes because they hit them and they don't even know they dislocate them. I know patients that have said, I didn't run into my garage. I had my foot on the brake, the garage door. Well, they actually had their foot on the gas. They couldn't feel it. They couldn't feel the pressure change. And these people come back every single time. One woman was a grandmother. Her, her kids wouldn't let her drive, her grandchildren. Six months into it, she was back to driving. Wow. So that to me is tremendous to be able to do this and realize that we're just allowing the body to start healing and um getting involved i i was looking at this 15 years ago and we didn't really have these type of uh, machines yet mm -hmm. they were still in development and i was using ozone to try to help people with peripheral neuropathy to try to get more oxygen in there and that kind of worked but not like what we're doing today so it's pretty fascinating and then when we add nitric oxide, um, nitric oxide is, is a limited product in our body. We're not producing it anymore. It's not in our diets. Um, <clears throat> our body naturally will start depleting uh, nitric oxide at age 45 by about 50%. And by the time we're 65, it's close to only 15% production. And nitric oxide is inside our arteries. There's a little cell called the epithelial cell inside the lining of the arteries. They produce nitric oxide. It goes out and keeps the arteries slick so that nothing binds. And it also goes the opposite direction to allow for vasodilation. Most people don't have it because not only the fact that it's in our, not in our nutrients anymore, but we're around all these machines. Mm -hmm. The 5G, the Wi-Fi, the computers, we're oxidizing like crazy. I've got a, my 15-year-old daughter. I tested her. You're supposed to be like at this hot pink level when we test. She was at white. She had no nitric oxide in her saliva, none. 
and she's got POTS, which is this up and down fluctuation in, in heart rate. And I'm sure it has something to do with the fact she hasn't had nitric oxide in her system. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Every single peripheral neuropathy patient has no nitric oxide. Wow. So we add that right at the beginning of treatment. And then of course we do all the B vitamins to help replenish the myelin sheath in the nerves. And I've got this one gal, she's 83 years old and she hops to the practice now. She's so excited that she feels so good. She's like, she's like, I can't wait to go back in. Right, right. She's done phenomenally well. So that really gets, that really makes me extremely excited. And you can't just, you don't just do it for the feet. You can do it for the hands too. The cold palms and all of that. No blood flow. People can't pick up cups because they can't fill them anymore. Mm -hmm. So we do the same thing for that. So it's pretty amazing. That's wonderful. And, you know, another thing too, is going into the freezer section at stores. It's like, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> right. I can't handle the cold. Yeah, exactly. And that's a real thing. And it is. some people don't understand it. Yeah. We test mm -hmm. for cold. We do. Uh, we, <laughs> I actually have it right here. We use this to check just coolness, oh. but then I take an ice pack. That's really, really cold. And um, I can't barely hold it. And these people can't even feel it. And then of course I use a blow dryer and to check whether or not they can feel the heat. And they go, why do you have a blow dryer? I says, for my hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's, it's a real, it's really amazing. Um, we just, our last patient, he just said, I can't believe how I slept last night after oh. one treatment in the office. Because the sheets, the sheets bother people, just the sheets on their feet. So, yeah. So do you have it? I do. And, um, okay. We'll have to talk offline. How we'll have to talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm sitting here bobbing my head. like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Dr. Tom, you have shared so much wonderful information with us today. And before we end, um, is there anything else that you would like to add and please tell the listeners where they can find you and learn more about the wonderful work you're doing? Sure. I think for the people that listen to this podcast is there is hope. You don't have to feel defeated. Uh, you really don't. I, I've seen it over the 30 years, people walking into my practice that just said, nobody can help me. I said, well, the biggest thing is start with one thing. And I always tell people, I got a lot more for you, but we're going to start with this one thing called pelvic tilts. You're going to learn how to move your pelvis back and forth when you're sitting and you're driving. One thing. Is that it? Yeah. And they come back for their second visit. Uh, could you show me those pelvic tilts again? I'm not really sure. It was one thing. One thing. So it's like, don't get overwhelmed. There is hope. Keep trying. Get with the right people. Keep looking. Um, do your research. There's a lot of solutions out there. Don't stop. Because I've always said, as soon as we stop moving, we die. Yeah, yeah. I could not agree more. One of our, our motto is um, better life through motion. Mm -hmm. Better life through motion. You know, what is it that you want? Then get up and do it. You know, walk, move. That's, that's my biggest thing is start moving. Even if it's, 
I don't like to say this from the couch to the kitchen, but you know, <laughs> it's something I prefer it's outside, but get moving. That's, that's the number one thing. Mm -hmm. And for people to get a, um, get a hold of us, we're at activelifereno.com is our website. Um, we've been mostly focusing on expanding and growing and bringing more providers. So we haven't really done much update, but it's a way to get a hold of us at activelifereno.com. Wonderful. And I will include that information in the listen notes. Excellent. And I have two questions that I ask all my guests, Dr. Yes. Tom. The first one is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the audience? What I've learned in life and even in the last you know, three years when I thought I was going to have to close my clinic because of COVID, uh, we went from 50, 60 patients a day to five in a week. Wow. I had to let all the staff go because it's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And so what I'd like to leave is don't give up. Don't stop. It, because now here I am getting ready to double the size of my practice. I'm going to have probably six providers in my practice with me. And it's three years after the fact. Um, so don't give up. There's always a way out until there isn't, <laughs> right? And that's when we're going to go see the guy upstairs, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's the time. But until then, keep going. Don't stop. I love it. Ryan, get up I and move. <laughs> oh, words we all need to remember. Thank yeah. you so much. It's my pleasure. And Dr. Tom, finally, what is next for you? Uh, what's next for me is getting our practice started in the new location next month and um, really getting the flow of having other providers in there and expanding other resources within our own practice versus me referring out. So we can have more of a collaborative in exchange. Um, I love working with other providers and having clinical meetings where we bring up a patient and have a conversation about that patient. How can we best help this patient? And that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to in expanding that capacity, so. Wonderful. And I wish you all the best with that. I, I know it's going to go well and do Thank well you. because it is so needed. And I yes. love to talk to um, people like you who just really make things simple and, <laughs> and you know, um, don't overcomplicate things. Yes, life exactly. is busy and hard enough. So thank right. you. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Tom. And before we leave today, I'd like to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. That is it for this Wednesday. And until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.